everyone, this is Martha and you're listening to episode one of my brand new podcast, The Martha Mindset. This podcast is aimed at Asians living all around the world. It's specifically for those Asians who, like me, are British Asian. So if you're listening in the UK, I'm hoping that a lot of the content in my future episodes will appeal to you. If you're also juggling different cultural identities, then I hope that you'll be tuning in. In today's episode, I wanted to discuss mental health in the Asian community. And this is a subject which I think gets brushed under the carpet quite a lot because many people in the Asian culture don't really know how to discuss what mental illness is, what it looks like, and just generally feel quite uncomfortable when there is any talk of somebody being either depressed or anxious or having any form of mental ill health. Before we get started, let me make it clear that I'm not a mental health professional, so I don't work in a clinical role, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, I'm just generally talking about my views on how we deal with mental health in our culture. As a British Asian, I think it's quite important for us to speak about this subject, which is often considered quite taboo and has a little bit of stigma still attached to it. For as long as I've known, Asian families and the Asian community don't really discuss mental health. And I think there's still a lack of understanding or a feeling that mental health is taboo. And so it just doesn't really get spoken about I think it's difficult for Asian families to discuss mental health because often, um, if you're like me, your parents may have come from a different country. So to give you some background on myself, I am Indian, I am Punjabi, and my parents came to the UK from India. So it could be that your parents have also come over to the UK from countries such as India or Pakistan or Bangladesh or Kenya and they've settled here and they haven't really had any knowledge of mental illness. Their upbringing and their environment has been so totally different from anything that we've experienced and I think that they see illness as very much a physical thing. So for example if you've broken your leg or you've caught a cold it's evident to them that you are ill but I think they forget or they don't quite understand that illness can also be mental as well as being physical and I think that can contribute to a lack of understanding and awareness about mental health. I certainly feel that migrants who have come to the UK don't have an understanding about what mental illness is because they've always been taught that being emotional is a weakness and they feel that you know crying is a sign that you can't cope and that being emotional is somehow wrong and I think that's down to a lot of their own upbringing and their own environment. I think in the Asian culture mental health is very much gendered. One of the things I've noticed is that being emotional is associated more with women and that's not just in the Asian culture it's an all-round thing. 
women are given more freedom to express themselves if there's been some kind of incident or there's been a tragedy in the family women are told to just cry and let their emotions out and to vent and get rid of any stress um, in a visible way and often emotions are quite visible when we think of women however men aren't given as much freedom and especially especially in asian families in our community i think we don't really let men open up about their feelings and we expect that they are to be quite strong they need to be the heroes they have to be quite masculine in the way that they deal with any kind of negative incident and we certainly don't let them cry in my view because we let women be more emotional within our culture um, and we give them that space to cry and vent and just let their feelings out, I think it's almost anticipated that women are more prone to mental illness. So I feel like whenever I've heard that a woman, either in my family or outside in the kind of general community, whenever it's been said that a woman has been affected by depression for example it's very normal it's like oh yeah that's probably meant to be really yeah bless her what can you do there's that kind of attitude around a woman being depressed for example but i think it's really 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 different when you hear that a male has been affected by mental ill health and i think that's because there's so much pressure put on men to remain resilient and to hold their own and to be very composed and to be the breadwinners of the family and I think when men reach a point of crisis and they're in a dark place and they're you know either self-harming or they're suicidal or they're so depressed that they can't leave the room there is a lot of silence around that and I think Asians are more willing to discuss their mental health when women have been affected because it's almost expected that women are going to become affected by mental illness. I think there's so much pressure for men to stay mentally composed and, you know, always be 100%. And I think the reality is, is that actually men in the Asian community are struggling with mental health but aren't able to express themselves for fear of what families, friends, and in general, the Asian community will feel. I think it frightens a lot of people in our culture and in our community to think that a man has somehow crumbled or broken down or reached some kind of crisis point. And I think that's a pressure we have to stop putting on the men around us. We have to start telling the males in our lives that it's okay to visibly show how you're feeling and i think one of the fears around mental health is the fact that it's very much a western illness so what i mean by that is i don't think that in india people would really think about mental illness as a term they wouldn't be familiar with the word depression for example or they wouldn't really understand what bipolar disorder is or schizophrenia there's no word to describe mental illness thinking about my own mother tongue which is Punjabi there isn't really a word that comes to mind 
which describes mental illness. So thinking about it now, there's not really a word for depression in Punjabi. There aren't other words for any of the other mental illnesses that exist either. And so I think language is a massive, massive barrier within our culture when it comes to discussing mental health. So some of the words that I've heard used to describe someone who may have a mental illness is the word bagel or the word gamla or gamli and these kind of words are derogatory in that they translate directly into mad or crazy and I don't really think that we should be letting people around us use those kind of words to describe someone who has just reached crisis point and can't cope anymore or the hearing voices for example these are the kind of words that i've heard and i don't really think that we should be encouraging the use of these words because it translates directly into something that is very negative it makes a mockery out of people and i think it really causes more harm than good so i have anxiety and i have previously had panic attacks but I would not be able to speak to the older generation of Asians. I wouldn't really be able to explain to them what anxiety is and how it affects me because there isn't really a word to describe anxiety in my mother tongue. If I'm wrong, please get in touch and let me know if actually there is a word that describes depression or anxiety because I would be interested to know. I mean, I'm pretty fluent in Punjabi, so I think I would be aware if there was a word, but you learn something new every day, right? So if there is actually a word that exists for mental illness or depression, anxiety, any kind of mental ill health, then do let me know because I'm super interested in finding out. I think because Asians see mental health as quite a Western illness, they don't really want that to infiltrate our culture and so they stay away from mentioning mental health or mental illness and they don't really talk about it because I think there's just a fear around what it means and what it can do to someone or what a loved one might turn into. And I think that really plays into some of the misconceptions and the myths around mental health and depression and things like that. And I think we need to try and explain to some of the kind of elders around us that um, actually mental health is not a Western concept or not a Western illness exclusively, but you know, it does affect people back home in the motherland. And I think we just need to have these conversations with them and explain that not everything is something made up by British white people in the UK. I think it's one of the ways we could at least help others in understanding um, what mental illness is. So now I'm thinking about how Asians can sometimes feel that maybe mental health or mental illness is, you know, something made up um, by the West. Um, I'm thinking about some of the ways in which uh, mental health has been defined in Asian terms and maybe in ways that Asians feel that they can understand. So since I was quite young, I have heard repeatedly 
of the idea that black magic has somehow been evoked upon someone and it has caused them to become really ill um, and some of the scenarios I've heard is that um, you know so-and-so's son or daughter is so ill that they're just constantly in their bedroom and they're unable to leave the room and you know they're really kind of impaired and you know their quality of life has gone down the drain and you know they've just they've just lost you know all sense of who they are and we don't know what to do about them so that's an example of some of the stories that I've heard and then immediately surrounding these conversations is this idea that someone has done black magic on them. I think black magic isn't really an, an Asian thing but it's definitely something that I've heard more of within our culture. I would just say google it but I've actually literally just googled black magic and a song by Little Mix called Black Magic has appeared and that's obviously not what you're looking for but um let me just quickly wiki it so that you get the official definition of what black magic is so it's traditionally referred to the use of supernatural powers or magic for evil and selfish purposes so yes so black magic is this idea that you can evoke kind of evil ominous forces to really like destroy someone's life so for example if someone was really 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 hating on me they would do like some evil stuff to me and I would be very very ill I think or poorly that's definitely the way that Asians see it anyway but uh, in my view I genuinely think that black magic is like a way of labeling mental health but not saying that it's mental health or saying that someone is like psychotic or has PTSD. I think Asians would rather say that um, someone has been affected by black magic rather than say that they um, have mental ill health or they're living with um, depression or OCD or an eating disorder of some kind. I don't think that they're kind of consciously making that choice of calling it black magic. I just think they don't know how to describe um, mental health so they'll just label it black magic but um, the idea that it is black magic is just so 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 stupid in my view um, I don't believe in black magic I don't really care for it much um, I don't have that much knowledge about it but from all the stuff that I've heard growing up it seems to be people who have literally zero life um, trying to make someone else's life really really miserable so an example would be if somebody was really 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 hating on me and they're super like jealous and they really really want to like destroy my life they would mix something in my food and then I would eat that unknowingly and I would then fall ill somehow or another way would be to I don't know make some kind of concoction shove it in a plastic bag and I don't know maybe throw it under my bed and then I will just be bedridden and I'll be really ill and these are some of the scenarios that I've heard I obviously do not believe in that crap I think it's a load of rubbish and um, I just don't think that it's real um, I find it laughable that someone would hate somebody else so much that it would that they would spend their time and their effort and their energy in 
you know, doing all this is like, don't you have better things to be doing, man? Like, go and be productive. Like, stop hating on people so much. Get a life, honestly. I just don't understand why you would do that. It really annoys me when people are just so evil. I mean, there are, like, obviously evil people, but, like, if you're, like, if you've got enough time to, like, make a concoction, put it in a bag and shove it under someone's bed so that they fall ill, like, surely you've got enough energy to, like, sort your own life out before you're hating on other people. Piss off. Go and, like, do something good with your life. Gosh. Anyway, I digress. So, sorry, the point I was making is that again Asians don't know how to talk about mental health so they label it things like black magic and they link it with um, superstition and bad omens and evil forces but really I think at the heart of it it just means that someone is mentally ill and um, probably needs a bit of help to get back on track. So all this chat about black magic has got me thinking and I'd like to pose a question to you if you're listening Are there things that people believe to be true in your culture which you think might actually relate to mental health? So similar to black magic, is there something in your culture which you think uh, is given that kind of superstitious spin or um, is labelled something completely different and is made to feel quite evil? Um, It would be really interesting for me to know. So do let me know and maybe in my next episode, if enough of you get in touch with me, I can share a few of your responses. As part of this episode, I really wanted to discuss some of the positive role models which I think have influenced the British Asian community and should be championed because they've done such a fantastic job in raising awareness about mental health and the importance of being vocal about your feelings and not being ashamed of having a mental illness. If you know me, you know that I am a big, big Bollywood fan and I love Bollywood's best actress right now. She's Queen Bee, Deepika Padukone. Now, I love Deepika Padukone because not only is she super, super talented and one of the finest actresses I think that we've had um, in the Bollywood industry for a long time, Deepika Badgorn has also founded a non-profit organisation which is called the Live Laugh Love Foundation in India. This is an organisation which aims to reduce the stigma of mental health um, and you know to spread awareness and change the way that people perceive mental illness. And I think Deepika Badgorn and I think Deepika Badgorn is fantastic because she has done so much to really bring mental health into the spotlight Um, and she opened up about her own struggle with depression and anxiety so she has disclosed quite openly that she was diagnosed with clinical depression in 2014 and since then she's always urged people to share their stories and to talk about mental health and to normalise it and I think she's a fantastic role model first of all but secondly that she has done so much within India and hopefully the kind of British Indian diaspora community to make us feel that it's okay to talk about mental health and that you know we're not weird for having a mental illness. She's really helped to drive forward the conversation around mental health and honestly 
It's the first time that somebody in the Bollywood film industry has openly spoken about having mental health problems and struggling on that front. One other thing that has really stood out for me this year was an adaptation of Satnam Sanghera's memoir. It's called The Boy with the Top Knot and it was broadcast on the BBC earlier this year. I don't know if anyone watched it. Now Satnam Sanghera, for those of you who don't know, he's a Times journalist and he is the son of Punjabi parents who emigrated to the UK in the 1960s. He grew up in Wolverhampton, he was raised as a Sikh. The most interesting part of this programme, which is why I think it was so memorable, was the fact that Satnam's father had schizophrenia and this TV show documented the way that Satnam came to the realisation that his father um, was struggling with his mental health. It really, really impacted his childhood and how he grew up. And it just focused on Satnam's life and the fact that he had to come to terms with the fact that schizophrenia was real and that it had affected his father. Um, and it was a part of his family's history, essentially. It was yet another way that I think British Asians could come face to face with mental health and the fact that it does exist in our community and that it's real and that we have to face up to it sometimes and that denying it and hiding from it really brings nothing good for us. So those are just two examples of things that recently have really really stood out for me in terms of mental health um, and if there are other people who have influenced you again it would be really nice to know whether there are other advocates for mental health um, in the British Asian community who have really made progress um, or really spoken about mental health in an open and honest way and I would love to know if any celebrities or anyone who is famous has helped you in your own mental health struggles, especially if they are Asian. So let me know. And as I bring this episode to a close, I really just want to remind everyone to take care of each other. You never know what somebody is going through. And the next time you hear that somebody might be struggling with a mental illness, please don't judge them because that's the last thing that they and anyone else who is living with a mental illness needs it's not nice to be judged and i think we should all adopt more of a positive outlook when we think about mental illness it's not an easy subject to talk about um, it probably never will be but small steps can make a huge huge difference and especially in our culture the more we continue to educate each other the more we continue to have open conversations and try to understand what mental illness is rather than make assumptions the better it will be for everyone who is battling their own demons thank you so much to everyone who has made it this far and listened to me talk about what is quite a difficult subject in future episodes i'm hoping to have a few guest speakers and i'll be discussing some different subjects from skin lightening and beauty standards to gender roles and also religion and caste. Thank you once again and see you in episode two.